hello and welcome back to another edition of the I Am Always Right Sports Podcast. I am your host, as always, the mouth of Michigan, Rob Dyka. With me, as always, my co-host, the Merc Zone, Mike Merkel. I'm here. He's here. He's alive. We're doing well. We are officially done with the NFL draft, guys. We made it. It was a heck of a weekend. A lot of good things happened. A lot of bad things happened. A lot of head scratchers. We're going to get into all of it. We're going to start off uh, talking in in deep depth about the uh, Detroit Lions draft, right? They had eight picks. Or no, nine picks. I'm sorry, nine picks in this year's draft. Uh, they addressed some needs, couple head scratcher picks that we'll go into. We'll give our overall grades for this draft. Um, I think you're really going to enjoy that. Then we're going to talk about the draft as a whole. There's a, there's a lot of things that happen in this year's draft, guys. That's the best part is we go through all these mock drafts, Mike, and we we think that we have kind of a picture of where these guys are going to go, and then certain teams go out and blow that up completely. You know what I mean? So it's one of those things where you look at it and you just go, wow. There's a lot of there's a lot of stuff here that you just you, it's just it's just crazy it really is um, and then later on in the show we're going to talk some other football related news maybe some basketball news as well so we're going to keep you informed on that but let's jump right into it Mike um, let's let's just go heavy Lions draft here for a second let's just go pick by pick I know we watched the draft separately I know you have some thoughts on it you have like some like instant reactions um, <laughs> as they made the picks which yeah. I think is funny. Um, I know my reactions because I was thrilled, especially with day one and day two. Um, but let's jump right in. Uh, and uh, while we're doing this, too, I think we need to dispel some rumors. We need to dispel some scenarios that I think other Lions fans may okay. be going through. So let's go, let's just start right off the top. Round one, Jeff Okuda, Ohio State cornerback. It, it was the pick for a long time. Um, we heard a lot of rumors that it was between Derek Brown and Jeff Okuda. That was kind of their their point right mm-hmm. um with i guess simmons as a, as a far away third i guess i'm not 100 percent sure um they were not able to trade down but before we talk about that for a second give me your thoughts just on the okuda pick right at, as it stands right now best corner in the draft yeah. he's been compared to pat pete keep Tlaib, a lot of these press man you know smart physical corners you know, what are your thoughts? In my Word document, yeah. <laughs> I, I have... Come up prepared today. I have expected pick helps team right away. Yeah, right. That's He's a starting corner. He's your starting cornerback on one side. Yep, that's, Put a side that's on all there. I got. Now, here's one case. Now, yeah. with the hindsight in the draft, like 2020, obviously. Right. And you see how this laid out. Mm-hmm. Have it, would you rather have had not traded Darius Slate after you see this draft result? Yes, absolutely. Because I no, think... It, oh, mm, 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 because here's mm. the thing. When I look at it, I always look at it as I go, if you're trying to win this year, mm-hmm. I was having a hard time with myself the other day about yeah. this. If you're trying to win this year and you have a secondary of Slay, Okuda, Coleman, and Tracy Walker, yes, you are in contention for probably best like, Here's my back. Here is my only problem with that, though, right? Is that if you don't trade Darius Slay, yeah. right, you don't draft Okuda. I don't think... I don't think because I think that, that if you would have drafted, if they, if they would have drafted Okuda, but I'm just saying, like if if the draft went the same way, like right. if you do take Okuda mm-hmm. and you didn't get rid of Slay, right? So you just I, yes. lose, but you would have only had and... it then for a year. That's yeah, my thing that's because because Slay's whole point of contention here was he wanted to get an extension, right? Yeah. He thought he warranted an extension. I'm not going to go into that portion of it right now. Um, but that that's where he was, right? That's where he's at, is that he wanted an extension on his deal. So the reason why the trade happens in the first place is because they went, all right, we're going to zero in on Okuda. Yeah, he's going to fill that place in. And I think they did a nice job. That's why before this draft, I was extremely concerned that they were going to take Derek Brown because I'm like, 
with with Trufant being signed, right? And they're like, well, see, they just did, you know, everyone's like, well, no, Trufant's going to be the number one. I'm like, no, that cannot be the thing. They can't go into, I'm looking at their depth chart right now, they can't go in with Trufant and Daryl Roberts, a spot starter from the Jets, and Justin Coleman being their top three corners. That, that can't happen, right? So now you look at this depth and you go, okay, you've got Jeff Okuda on one side, you've got Desmond Trufant on the other, and then you've got Justin Coleman in the slot with the Warrior and Dale Roberts being your other corner on the outside. And then you've also got Tracy Walker, Will Harris, Deron Harmon all in the safety position. Um... And J. Ron Curse as well, who I'm a big fan of from Minnesota, who I think is going to play a bigger role than people think he's going to. So your secondary now looks a little bit healthier. You have a little bit of depth now. Like, Dale Roberts started half the season for the Jets last year, right? Uh, True Font was the number one corner in Atlanta last year. You know what Coleman can do if put in the correct position, right? The beginning of the year last year, he was on fire. The second half of the year, well, he was atrocious. Um, so you hope to see that bounce back. And then Deron Harmon fits that safety role that they like to do, that playing the center field spot really well. Tracy Walker is your roaming, you know, just playmaking guy in, in your deep third of your secondary. And I think Will Harris is your box safety. So all that, all of those things are good things, in my opinion, right? So I think in your, in, in, to answer your question, yes. I think if you had Coleman slay Okuda, mm-hmm. I think it's better than Coleman, uh, uh, Trufant. Yeah. But I will say that I don't think Okuda's a lion if Slay is still yeah, here. I think they paid Slay then is what is my logic, and then they would have had Derek Brown, which I know some people were excited about, but I was not on that train, especially number three. Okay, let's talk about the trade rumors for a second. We heard going into when or Thursday night, Tuesday, Wednesday, stuff really started picking up. They had talks with Miami, they had talks with LA, they had talks with Jacksonville. <clears throat> Nothing happened. Okay, they they don't get they don't get as all reports. They don't get an actual firm offer on trading down, uh-huh. right? Are you upset at all that they didn't trade down, knowing the fact that, or do you, are you upset that they didn't get anything, right? Like, what if they would have traded back and just got an extra fourth round pick, uh-huh. for instance? Would that have been enough? Because I feel like they were kind of in a hard situation where it was like, you traded down and you only got a fourth round pick. What happened? You know what I mean? Or they don't trade down, and you're like, "Well, I couldn't believe they didn't trade down." So I feel like I feel like people were uh, either way, unless they got like this massive um, San Francisco 49er type haul that they got from the the Bears a couple years ago. Mm-hmm. I feel like they were kind of damned if they do, damned if they don't. Yeah, I, it would all depend on what they get back because I yeah. think just getting an extra fourth, mm-hmm. like. I mean, it's always nice to get the extra fourth, but of at course. that point, like, of course. I don't think there were people there that was like that would be game changing. Yeah, I do think that if they could trade it with like the Chargers and got their second round, maybe or something. Yeah, that would have been great. That's yeah. great because I think all the talent was in the second and third rounds. Yes. and stuff. Absolutely. But if you're not going to be able to get that, if you're only getting a very minimum amount, then yeah. it doesn't really. At least you guarantee that you get your guy. That yes, three. So, exactly. Exactly. Uh, at that point. And, I'm, and I'm upset that they didn't trade down. Me too, absolutely. But, but like, if there's no trade to be made, I think people think that it's like Madden, where yeah. like you can just you suggest a trade, and if it's a good enough trade, people will go, yeah, done. Even if they don't want to trade said guy, you know, it doesn't work like that, guys. Unfortunately, I know some people texted me at as the as the draft going, where you know it, it's 
you know, they should have at least tried to get something, you know, and I go, yeah, but you're, you're inheriting the risk then. That's the reason why you get compensated to move down is because you're inheriting a risk to say that, okay, if they move down to five, who knows? Maybe somebody like Jacksonville tries to trade up. They took CJ Henderson, the other, the top other corner in this draft at nine, mm-hmm. right? So maybe they tried to move up. I know Atlanta tried moving up as high as number two. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's. There's there's variables there, guy, that have to be played into that. I'm glad they took the guy that we all kind of thought would fit and help immediately. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a great assessment. All right, let's talk. Um, let's not worry going to spend as much time on the rest of these guys, obviously. But uh, DeAndre Swift, running back out of Georgia, round two, 35, 35th overall pick. Um, I want to tell you, my first reaction was shock when they took him. Yes. That was my initial first reaction. Um, thought for sure they were going defense, but. You know, even though he wasn't necessarily for what it for what it's worth, right? We're just fans. On my board, I like J.K. Dobbins as the best running back because I think you could have got him in the third. Turns out you couldn't have. Mm-hmm. But um, DeAndre Swift, for a lot of national pundits around the around the league, saying that he's the best running back, he's the most complete back in this draft. And you get him at 35. You probably should have went late first round. You get him early second. I think there's a value there. And I think that value was really hard for them to pass up. And I also think they were caught with their pants down a little bit last year when Carrion got hurt and they didn't have a sufficient backup. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Bo Scarborough, Wes Hills, Trey Carson. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's not moving. The, even with Ty Johnson. Ty Johnson's not a three-down back. Yeah. He's not. So it, I think they were kind of stuck where they went, Oh crap! You know what I mean, and I think they were banking a little bit on Carry On being healthier, and I think this limits Carry On's touches, which mm-hmm. keeps him healthy. And I think same thing with with Swift. I think they like you know Bo Scarborough and uh, some other guys we're going to talk about here in a minute. But I, I really like the pick. I think it you're gonna you, they want to run the football. They want to run the football. Mm-hmm. So get the best guy who you think can run the football and tote the rock. And I think he's a 15 touch guy. Yeah, I, I wrote here that it's tough one for me to decide because yeah. I, I do love the value. Like yeah, getting the value, him early, was, value definitely was definitely there. there. Like, yes. You didn't get him with a first, you got him with a second. Yes. But as you said, though, with the questions about the O-line and D-line, like yes. you're not like you're not solidified in all of these nope. spots. So nope. I was like, sure. I don't... It did feel a little bit like a luxury pick. Yes. A little bit. A little and bit. so yep. I wrote, I don't love, in all cap. I don't love this pick. Right. But I think for where they're at and like, what you see later, I don't mind it now. I think they wanted to get playmakers. Yes, I, and, and Quinn has said that a couple times in a row now, where he basically, it, where it's it's they they need guys to make yeah. plays, big plays. We had seven interceptions all of last season. Mm-hmm. Why do you think they drafted Okuda? Mm-hmm. That's why, right? You know, Swift. It's like we haven't had a run game worth a damn since Reggie Bush had one good season here, right? He's our last thousand yard rusher. That was six years ago. Mm-hmm. So, in 2013, seven years ago, whatever, you know, so, like, you just go and you go, wow, right? This is, it's it's been a minute, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? And we haven't had a consistent run game since Barry. So, all those things put into, you know, what you have, and you just go, all right, you know, they're, they're trying to throw another dart at the dartboard, but I think that with where they're at as far as running back roster goes, all of a sudden you look at that room and you go, there's going to be some tough cuts made, and wow, yeah. look at that, look at that room all of a sudden. You got Bo Scarborough. Who I think probably makes the team just because he's a bigger dude. Yeah. Um, Carry on and DeAndre Swift. Or possibly Ty. With Ty, and then maybe this other guy we're going to talk about. They draft in the fifth round. You got a lot of you got a lot of options yeah. now. You know what I mean? Who do who? They're all different. They yeah. all they all provide something else. Gonna be very interesting to see how that running back room shapes up. All right, round three. Um, they had two picks in this round. Um, 
Mm-hmm. The first of them, outside linebacker Julian Aquara out of Notre Dame. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was thrilled with this pick. I was really, really happy when they drafted him. I knew they had to go defense, clearly. Yes. I was like, unless there's a wide receiver staring at him in the face that they thought needed to happen. I thought maybe they could have gone guard or offensive lineman here as well, but we'll get to that in a minute. Um, Aquara, brother to Romeo Aquara, who's also a lion, so I thought that was kind of cool. I don't know if you saw the draft day video where he's like, we're going to be roommates. I thought that was super, super, yeah, super awesome. Um, The most efficient pass rusher in all of college football last year. 18% um, success rate. Um, I know it doesn't sound like a lot, but if you look, when we talked about when Kennard got released, he had the lowest success rate as far as his pass rushes goes compared to the amount of pass rushes he had. He had some of the most pass rushes in the league. He had the lowest success rate. Aquara, outside linebacker, put his hand on the ground, can be... I think he's going to wind up filling the Devin Kennard role, I think is what's going to happen. I know Jamie Collins is kind of penciled in there right now, but I think Collins is going to move around. Your thoughts on Aquara and round three? Um, I wrote that I don't hate the pick. Uh, I think talking about it more made me like it a little more. Mm-hmm. I think a guy that I like more personally, yeah. and maybe the Lions didn't like, was Zach Bond out of Wisconsin. I thought that was the pick. So I legitimately thought, I'm I like, wrote, they're going to go Zach Bond. And I went, yep. my personal pick here would have been Zach Bond, mm-hmm. but I get what they're going for and add depth. Sa- yeah, so same I, player. It's yeah, the same, 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 it's the same, same player, position. Yeah, same yeah. thing. And maybe having Romeo Aquara there was like... He is a freak of nature, yeah, maybe, Yeah, maybe he was like, hey, Julian's just as good. Or right, like, yeah. Maybe I think, too, they looked at it. He's an elite athlete, and... And a lot of people reading after the fact thought that he could have maybe been a high round two, low round one player based off his athleticism and his yeah. and his skill set. So everyone says that pass rushers, elite athletes that are pass rushers, get overdrafted, right? And everyone says, at least you know, you know, we're a day removed that he kind of fell below where he should have been drafted. He had a broken leg last year. Obviously, that sucks, so it hurts. But I think they benefit quite a bit, and I think it's a guy where you just kind of. Rotational. Just keep them going. Ro- rotate, rotate, rotate. All right. The other third-round pick, they actually trade up to get Jonah Jackson, guard out of Ohio State. Love this pick. I yeah. loved this pick. He's the best pass-blocking guard, I think, in the draft. I think he, he opened up lanes for J.K. Dobbins. Um, you play in the Big Ten, you have to be, and you're an offensive lineman, you got to have something to you, right? Unless you're, you know, transfer from Rutgers, goes to Ohio State, is their best lineman there. And you look at it and you just go, he's probably your starting right guard. Yeah, I like the pick. He's probably your starting right Um, guard. (laughs) I wrote in here that he has a chance to compete for the starting job, even maybe day one starter. So if you get a day one starter in round three... Right. Great value. Yes, so I can't. I, I can't hate on that. I was I was super super pumped when they traded up to go grab him. I go and now let's take a second here because day three is where we kind of get a little crazy yes. a little bit. Um, but I look at you go Jeff Okuda starter DeAndre Swift. He's a starter, right? I know it, maybe Carry on takes the Carry on maybe takes the first snap, but DeAndre Swift's going to be your starter. Um, uh, Aquara is probably. Um, is probably a rotational piece right now. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't expect him to start immediately. And then Jonah Jackson's probably your starting guard. Yeah. This is probably where we're at, okay? Um, let's go into the rest of the picks now. Uh, it's Stenberg. What's his first name? I, Logan. Uh, Logan. Logan Stenberg, guard out of Kentucky in the fourth round. They actually traded down uh, a little bit, and he got an extra fifth. They, they traded away the third round and the fifth round to go up to get Jonah Jackson. Then they trade back, uh, take Stenberg later on with the Colts. Thoughts on the Stenberg pick? Back-to-back guards. I don't think anybody saw that coming. Um, I I was kind of expecting defensive line at at this pick. 
Um, but obviously, I'm not. We're not going to be right every single pick of the time, right? Um, uh, thoughts on the Stenberg pick? Um, yeah, I wrote that back to back guard picks. Um, I was hoping for maybe a defensive tackle, mm-hmm. like the highest one that you have on the board, because yep. you didn't really you went outside linebacker, but you didn't really go the interior, interior, interior defensive right. line. Yep. Um, but you get depth at a weaker position on your offensive line mm-hmm. because I think you have um, Taylor Decker and and uh, Vitai right. who play your two tackles, and you have Frank Ragnall at center, and then you so, have Crosby as your swing tackle. Yeah, and and Crosby is like your rotational yeah. tackle. Yeah, he's your third tackle, yeah, right? So one tackle. goes down, Tyrell Crosby yeah. goes in. Yeah. So, and without maybe like a Kenny Wiggins or Joel Dalt, you don't really have guards. Mm-mm. So picking these two guards will at least have yeah. four or five people competing for two spots. Right, you have, what, you really what you've done is you basically, similar to what they did last year with the tight end position where they basically went, they signed Jesse James and then they went and drafted Hawkinson, right? Where a year before that, it was, the tight end position was abysmal, right? Yeah. Now you go and you look and you say, okay, you have... Um, you got Kenny Wiggins, who was a spot starter last year. Odebushi, who who played some time. Uh, Bo Benchwall, who's uh, undrafted free agent that they like out of Wisconsin last year. And then you've got Joe Dahl, right? Joe Dahl coming off a bad back injury. There's uh, there's concerns about long-term health there. Kenny Wiggins is not great. Odebushi is not great. Benchwall has never played. So now you draft Jonah Jackson and you draft Logan Stenberg and you go, okay, now all of a sudden this room looks hell of a lot more competitive. Yeah. You know what I mean? I think one is going – I think Jackson's probably going to start. Yeah, I do. Um, I think Bushy or Wiggins, whoever they like more, one of them gets cut, Yeah. quite frankly. Um, and I think hopefully Joe Dahl's healthy. If not, I honestly – I don't be surprised, quite frankly. I mean, maybe Wiggins maybe takes over the other spot just in case, but – I, I could see Stenberg yeah. maybe playing the other saying, guard too. Uh, not a lot of not not to start off, yeah, but he's a not big a lot dude. of NFL teams can get five linemen like seven. No, but no. if you have and we talked about the two tackles in the center, I think are pretty secure right now. Yes, if you found your right or left guard, whichever mm-hmm. one you want more, mm-hmm. having four out of five is more than what most teams get. Yeah, you're going to probably extend Decker, if not during uh, upcoming pretty soon here at some point. You know, I think they need to do that. Yeah. I think he's been good enough. I don't think he's the top tackle in the league by any means. But no, I think, but he's, I think, Jeff, he's, I think he's Jeff Backus yeah. is what he is. Um, Vitae, you're hoping, turns out to be what you know you think he can be, right? You've got a two-year window to really figure that out, and then you have an out. Um, I think Frank Ragnall is the best center in football right now. You can at me that all you want, but I think he is. And I think that now by Jonah Jackson, and then you're hoping Joe Dahl can be the guy. If not, you have Stenberg. you got a veteran there with Wiggins and Bushi. One of those guys I think is cut, and then I think you still have Benchwall, who you can maybe you know maybe develop if you want. Yes. But you got a lot of young guys, and I think you got better. That's another starter. I came into this draft thinking they needed three starters out of this draft. I think you got three starters out of this draft, yeah. in my opinion. Um, but let's go in uh, round five. This is where stuff gets weird. Uh, and I, I am Mr. Positivity about this draft in a lot of ways. I really like what they did, especially day one, day two. But day three, uh, you know, uh, they had some people saying SOL all over again, which I think is a little bit unfair, um, but I understand. Uh, pick five with number 166, wide receiver Quintez Cephas out of Wisconsin. Not a blazing guy, right? He ran a 4.7 at the Combine, ran a 4.5 at his pro day. So balance that out, he's a 4.6 guy, right? Um uh, had some off the field issues, 
But, you know, they like the fact that he's physical. He's a, he's a good run blocker out, out on the edge there. They like the fact that he's willing to to be that kind of guy. He's physical. He he has to win in all three phases of, of being a wide receiver, right? His break has got to be good. He's got to be able to be physical down the line, and he's got to be able to go up and make the catch, right? So there's some questions about his hands, too. But I think that they're hoping that because you have three starters right now, Galladay, Marvin, Amendola. Marvin Hall is definitely going to be there, right, as their speedster deep threat. I think him being that last guy, I think they're hoping, like, there's no pressure for him to be, like, this second, you know what I mean, second coming kind of yeah. guy. You know what I mean? I think people have problems with his with his 40 time the most out of this. But let's not forget, you know, there's certain guys. John Ross ran a 4-2. He done diddly squat. Yeah. You know what I mean? You know, Jerry Rice ran four seven. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I, I mean, I'm not comparing the guy to Jerry Rice, but the point being is that the, it's not always about straight forty times. Your thought on the pick? I do think though they could have gone a different wide receiver at this pick. Yeah, this is the first pick I didn't like really at all. Yeah. Um, I was ready for them to pull the trigger on other people, yeah. maybe even defensive tackle. Finally, mm-hmm. but they mm-hmm. they wait till the sixth to do that. Yeah. Um. From his report on ESPN and stuff, that he drops a lot of pat, like he's not very good at catching the ball. Right. And so mm-hmm. he's a big body receiver that they like, but mm-hmm. if he doesn't catch, and you need everything to go perfect every play for you to like yeah. get open. Right. Because his highlight tape that they were it's a showing, lot of contested I was catches. Like, it was a lot, a lot of contested, contested catches, catches yeah. which could be good that you can go grab it, but at the yeah. same time, like. If every like, I'd like for you to beat the guy just straight off the yeah. line. Everyone, like if you're going up against like <laughs> yeah. Lavert Hill, right. and you have to, and you can't beat him off the line and stuff. Like, yeah. <laughs> what are you going to get when you have to go up against like Jalen Ramsey? Right. You know, you're not yep. you're not going to beat yep. that guy off. I that think anything, his ceiling so. is a wide receiver too. Do you oh, absolutely. That? You no, I don't think ceiling? he's. I don't think he's. Yeah. I think he's more a rotational like. I think so too. Come yeah. in. I think yeah. I think he's. I, a, I like Travis Fulgham that they have more than him right, right now. Right. Right. Like, yeah. Travis I'm hoping. Yeah. Right. For sure. So. I didn't, this is the first one I was like, I don't agree with this. Is, this is the part that, you know, Lions fans are thinking we all need to kind of pump our brakes a little bit as far as, okay, we're in rounds five and yeah. six and seven. I, I think it is very crazy to overreact or underreact on guys this late, right? Mm-hmm. If they take, you know, they took a quarterback or they took something in, in round two and you go, what the hell are they doing? That I can understand, right? Yeah. Because your first couple rounds need to be guys that are going to play pretty much immediately, right? But, you know, as we get rounds four, rounds five, round six, round seven, I'm not trying to, like, make excuses for the team because they've had some stinker drafts, okay? Mm-hmm. But as far as this goes, you know, if this is my biggest complaint is rounds five, then I'm going to be okay with this draft. Yeah. You know what I mean? So let's go to the other pick. This is the one that I have the biggest issue with. Running back Jason Huntley out of New Mexico State. Um, this is one that I really had a problem with just because hey, you just drafted Swift. And that running back room is crowded. Mm-hmm. And I don't think that I don't think that he's going to do anything that's going to help you anytime soon. Let me put it that way. Like Even if he is your kick returner, okay, cool. But... Kick returns are so out of the game now anyway. Like, if that's your number one skill set, you can't be Devin Hester and make a living off of just kick returns now. Mm-hmm. You can't do that. So this is the – this is if there's a pick that I go, I vehemently was like, I don't get it, this was the pick for me. Yeah, I also didn't like this pick either. Yeah. Um, I think the fifth round was hard for them. I think they wanted to go wide receiver early in the yeah. fifth round. But I don't think anybody liked their selection, and I think nobody likes this decision no. at all. I, well, because I look at it, it's like, you took... Sw- 
both of these, well, not Cephas, I yeah. guess, but you took Swift in the second round, mm-hmm. and then you have Carrion, Ty Johnson already. Yeah. So I'm like, those are your three. If you want to put both Scarborough in there, too, you already have four guys that I think yeah. are going to be your four roster. running backs. So right. Usually you don't want to carry more than four running backs normally. Yeah. So I was like, I don't even see a need or a spot yeah. for this guy. So I think you just kind of got him. And they're going to compete. And, they're and just him gonna, and Ty Johnson are going to compete. I guess so. I think and, that's what's going to win. But I think my thing is I, – I, I prefer having the guy because you saw what Ty Johnson did, and yeah. he did good things last yeah. year. I, I like Ty Johnson. So I was a lot. like, yeah. I was like, good luck. Com- I guess good luck competing with Ty Johnson because right. I already know what he can do in the right. season, yep. and he did pretty well so. for sure. All right, round six, John Penasini out of Utah. We we talked about a guy, uh, Lakey Fotu, who I liked a lot out of Utah. Um, but uh, he went, yeah, he went he in the fourth. He went, he went right before the Lions pick in the yeah. fourth round. Um, so. That was the kind of guy I thought they were going to target. They take the other defensive tackle, and the reason they like him is because basically Fotu being that more traditional, just clog up a space, this guy kind of did the same thing. And he was the guy that you kept seeing on tape. You know, I'm kind of regurgitating what, what Bob Quinn was saying, and some, I looked at Pro Football Focus, and they said, a lot of times you think a guy fits the scheme, but it's reality, it's the other guy you're not paying attention to, is kind of what they mm-hmm. said. They said that Penasini fits that need a little bit. He's going to be a run-clogging kind of guy who's very you know he's very active you know um i think he's danny shelton's insurance policy is really what i think he's yeah. going to wind up being um <clears throat> thoughts on john pennessy they finally addressed defensive tackle yeah. finally that's so i wrote i think we looked at d-line a little too late yeah. it's a fine pick for depth yeah. purposes but i wish we would have looked like fourth early fifth for yep. a defense alignment at yep. the spot not yep. <clears throat> so late for sure and i have and just so we get to it yeah. i have the exact same feeling for our seven yeah jay sean cornell yeah feeling. yeah me too right i think they look at it and you know another ohio state buckeye which i'm fine with that team turns out talent left and right um you know we'll see you know five six seven you know it's not always they always don't always make the roster that kind of thing yeah. practice squad guys um it'll be very interesting to see you know what happens yeah. um, if I pick two people? I think the running back and this guy, the yes. seventh rounder, doesn't. Yeah, don't make you, the team. I do like though. Real quick, before we go to break, I really like what they did in undrafted free agency. They went and got that Walker, the tight end. I thought yeah. that was a need out of Washington. They also drafted a punt, or they also picked up a punter, um, who was the top three punter in the nation sure. the past couple years. Um, so I think they have three guys on their roster punter wise right now that all are going to be competing for a spot. So that'll be a fun. Punter watch is officially on yes. for, for training camp. So that'll be fun. They also they also picked up a long snapper, too, which I think oh. is kind of crazy. And some other secondary guys. We'll talk about them, obviously, as as training camp hopefully gets underway because right now no one knows. If you're an undraft free agent, no one knows what the hell I think about you. So yeah. um, just in my brief research. But overall, Mike, give me a grade for this before we go to break. Uh, I'll give it up. B minus. B minus. Maybe a B. Okay, I'm gonna go B plus A minus. I really like what they did in the first two days. Um, I think you got three. St- I, I going in with my expectation, you needed three starters. You got three starters, so big check for me. Yeah. Um, yeah, we're gonna talk about the quarterback situation here in a second too after the break. But um, we're gonna go through that. So we're gonna talk quarterback situation for the Lions. Go if they sh- all the rounds that yep. I've written here. Yeah, we're gonna go through that too. We're gonna go through just some overall draft observations: who won the draft, who lost the draft, that kind of stuff. And then we're gonna be talking some basketball action as well to end the show. Big heavy draft day this week, guys. We don't get to talk about it for a whole another year after this. So I hope you guys enjoy it, and we will be right back. Hey guys, the Mouth of Michigan, Robin Decker, just reminding you once again that we have brand new merchandise. Belowthecollar.com forward slash I'm always right PC. It is your number one spot. Hell, it's the only spot to go and get the official I'm always right sports podcast merchandise, guys. 
I bought the shirt. I got the shirt on right now while we're filming the show. It's pretty damn awesome. Not to say, not to toot our own horns or anything like that, but I think it looks pretty darn neat. We got more designs coming your way pretty soon, guys. So be on the lookout for that. Uh, we appreciate the support once again. That's belowthecollar.com forward slash I'm always right PC no spaces. Once again, we appreciate the support. Stay safe out there. Now here's part two of this week's episode, and welcome back to part two. Of the episode, oh, was it episode 74, 75? I don't know, I don't know dude. You, you know, you say that. Maybe you need to start keeping track. What are you doing around here, all right? I, I have. You got notes. You I got have 1,300 notes. words uh-huh. of notes uh-huh. here. Uh, 1,300 words. Wanna, wow. Wanna. Wow. Look at that. You <laughs> check the number. <laughs> I like how you're like, 1,300. Yeah, that's, 1,362 that's, that's to an, be exact. That's an impressive number for sure. All right. Let's jump right back in here. We just broke down the draft in episode one or part one of this show. Just kind of giving you, if you don't know, if you don't know, what are you doing? But, um, you know, real quick, I want to talk about the quarterback situation. Okay. Um, I know some people were mad they didn't draft Tua at three. I know some people were mad they didn't draft a guy like Jake Fromm or Jacob Eason late in the draft. Um, let's talk about Tua first. Okay. Um, were you in favor at all of taking Tua at three? I mean, we yes and no. Like I don't know if I'm in favor, but like if if you think that he can be right. a guy mm-hmm. for a future, like if he could, if he was like if he could revolutionize his team like a Russell Wilson or Patrick Mahomes, I don't think you could pass on it. Right. You know what I mean? Right. And but you didn't think that, and you yeah. so I'm okay with it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I, like that was kind of my that was kind of my logic. I don't I, I think some of these quarterbacks got hurt a little bit because I think some teams are going. Yeah, well, there's better ones coming soon. That's fair. That, you yeah, know what I mean? Fair. Like I think like in my opinion, I think Burrow would have been the number two quarterback next year. I think it's yeah. Trevor Lawrence, it's Joe Trevor. Burrow, and I think it's Justin Fields, and yeah. then Tua. I, I think guys, you can you can get nitpicky with that one, honestly. But you know what I mean? Like I, in my opinion, at least Trevor like, Lawrence is a clear number one. Yeah, and, and here's here's course, the thing, right? Actually. And here's what I want to talk. And, and let's you know the Jake Fromm thing, right? Because he lasted the fifth round, right? Yeah. That was a guy that I saw some people on Facebook, on my Facebook, on some Twitter. They were like, "Oh, we gotta take him." Um, I am not a proponent of taking a guy that if he's lasted this long, I know, don't and you can't throw Tom Brady in my face, all right? That's a one in a million shot, all right? Um, if you don't think if you think there's a quarterback out there that is going to revolutionize your team, like Mike just said, and is going to be the guy that is going to be better than Stafford in one to two years and is going to take over for this team, you need to draft him a lot higher than the fifth round. Mm-hmm. Okay, and, and I don't think anybody had that grade on Jake Fromm. I know people like Jake Fromm. He's a good dude. Had a lot of success at Georgia, right? The arm strength's not there, right? Athleticism's probably not there where you want it to be, okay? Um you, you signed Chase Daniel, which you know you can argue that till the cows come home. I think they, I think they just went. I don't want to deal with having to start David Blau for six games, so they're going to sign a guy who they think can win you a game or two, right? Um, your thoughts on passing on a quarterback? I know you, you have a different opinion than I do, so I want to ask. Yeah, I mean, I was, I was looking, especially in the fifth yeah. round where yep. Jake Fromm was sitting. For sure, I was, I, I was in the assumption that if you could just take him, yeah, uh, especially Jake Fromm. Um, and mm-hmm. you don't like you don't know what Jake Fromm's going to be in the nope, fifth round. Absolutely, but not. I think that if he was sitting behind Stafford and Chase Daniel or whatever, mm-hmm. maybe a practice squad player, mm-hmm. and something happens and you could play him, maybe he could be the guy right. or whatever. No, I no, think, I think no, it's no. a solid pick, especially for fifth round talent. I think you get good value out of it. Yes, and I yes. think instead of the running back, like you couldn't have taken him and then. 
Quintez, Cephas, right, and right, a later pick. Like, right, right. I think that works out. For sure. There's so. always some shoulda, woulda, couldas, you know, every year, yeah. right? I am just not a proponent of... Uh, they're not carrying three quarterbacks, quite frankly. I don't think they are, you know? Yeah, uh, which is another thing. Um, they signed Chase Daniel to $13 million over three years. You know, that's not chump change by any means. Um, and... It, Here's the funny thing, right? All these people that, you know, I don't think that that decision to not take a quarterback is an SOL move, in my opinion. I don't think that same old Lions not taking a quarterback in the fifth round is an SOL type of decision. Mm -hmm. You can may not like the fact they took another running back. I don't like the fact they took another running back. But we're talking about the fifth round, okay? We're talking about late round picks here that you're hoping may turn into something, okay? That's what you're doing. You're not talking about the second round. Sorry, I get a little frustrated because I, I'm so tired of, of everybody who watches this team because they don't draft a guy that other people think that they should draft so that we should draft them. Like, you know what I mean? Like, that's the part about the draft that always confuses me is where it goes, you know, this person said we should draft this guy. So if we don't draft this guy, mm-hmm. then it's a bad pick. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I don't I don't subscribe to that theory. Um, and two, if you think that the Lions are going to be terrible, Right, which a lot of Lions fans do. They don't want. They hate this regime. They want Quinn and Patricia to be fired. All that good stuff. If you think they're going to be that bad, then what are you concerned about? Because if they're so terrible and they're going to be a top five pick again next year, guess what the hell you can draft a damn quarterback. Okay, mm-hmm. that's the reality of the situation. If you are that bad, where you have a top five pick, you can easily go and draft Trevor Lawrence or Justin Fields or whatever quarterback rises up through the ranks next year, and you can take him then. If you think it's that damn important, which I'm going to go on record right now and say, if Stafford gets hurt next year and he misses eight, nine, ten games, whatever, and we're terrible all over again, then by all means take the damn quarterback that you think is going to be the guy of the future. But don't start busting the team's balls because they didn't take freaking Jake Fromm in the fifth round, okay? I'm not I'm not subscribing to that theory. If he was so damn good, he would have got drafted three rounds earlier. My goodness. Listen, I feel that pain because as a Seattle fan, they are awful at drafting. Oh, I, dude, and, Seattle uh, does weird stuff, man. We're gonna talk about Seattle. Second. I have all yeah. their picks in. Here My that goodness, we'll talk about, but, but I just you know, just... it's one of those things where the, it just makes me so angry. Where you, it's like the Lions fans completely just ignored the first two days of what they did in this draft, mm-hmm. and they they're like, it's all the day three stuff. I'm like, you can't judge a draft based off of their day three picks. It doesn't it doesn't work like that. How often do you find a Marcus Colston in the seventh round? Mm-hmm. It ain't happening very often, guys. It's just not. Play the odds here for a second, okay? Just for a second. I'm begging you. Please, please, please. If you, And here's another thing, too. And I'm going to say this. I love our fans to death. And the people who are listening to this, if you know that I'm talking to you, you probably are. I probably am. Um, if you don't like the team, stop watching the team. It's not that hard. Go find another team to root for. We'll talk about them and their flaws if you want. All right? You want me to talk about Pittsburgh? You want me to go to, what other teams are really popular around here? Pittsburgh? Let's go talk about them. What they do in the draft, right? Draft Chase Claypool. Like the guy a lot. They didn't draft a backup quarterback. Do you think that uh, the guy, for, what's his name? Duck Hodges or Mason Rudolph's the guy? We saw what happened last year. Clearly not. Let's talk about Green Bay. They talk. Let's let's talk about Green Bay for a second while we make that transition over. Jordan Love, 26th overall. You trade away extra draft capital to draft a quarterback knowing that Aaron Rodgers is going to be here at least two to three more years. He's got... Like a $17 million cap hit in year three of this extension. So he is not going to play for a minimum of three years, if not four. 
And by the time that you honestly think that Jordan Love is ready to play because you've gotten rid of Aaron Rodgers, guess what you have to do with Jordan Love? You gotta pay him! Doesn't make any freaking sense. So don't get on your high horse and tell me that the Lions messed up this draft. I didn't take a, a late round quarterback when they got two guys ready to go right now. Sorry. Get a little, I get on my soapbox a little bit because it just frustrates the hell out of me. But all right, let's actually talk about the Packers though, for real, for a second. Um, oh, I was gonna bring them up in in a minute. That's oh, okay. one of my jokes I'm gonna make. All right, all right, cool. Well, let's talk about this then. Let's talk about um, you know because I, I sorry, I just get frustrated because I'm like, this is a draft. Last year we talked about it, right? We were, we we just started the show where we said I didn't like what they did last year in the draft, right? I did, I really didn't. You know, I was fine with the divide pick, but Hawkinson at eight, I didn't like. I didn't like a lot of things they did, but. It's a different year, different you know, different you know guys that they selected, and I and, and I like the draft, so I'm not gonna go, I'm not gonna come out here and just crap all over them because of the Lions. I'm tired of it. I'm serious. Think about it for a second. It's not that hard. Um, but anyway, okay, let's go into the other parts of the draft here. We uh, here's a couple observations that I had though okay. um, early on. No trades in the first ten picks, which I thought was kind of crazy. Yeah. Right. Um. We, we kind of projected that, you know, maybe the Lions could have traded back, the Giants could have traded back, um, Jacksonville possibly could have done some maneuvering around. Uh, none of that happened, right? Mm-hmm. Everyone just kind of stayed true to their board. Um, any surprises for you, at least in the top ten? Um, well, that's what I have right here. So yeah. my first semi-shock was yeah. uh, Andrew Thomas going to the Giants. Yep. Because I yep. kind of thought it would be Isaiah Simmons. Yeah. But taking the best tackle helps Daniel Jones, so I yeah. guess you can't be hated. And, the, and the Cardinals were... I, that's another surprise. What I have is that the Cardinals didn't take a tackle, and they took that, Isaiah Simmons. That's my, that's my yeah. next one, is I'm shocked Arizona pass up on their uh, tackle, because, like, I get Simmons... Simmons is, is a freak. Is no a doubt. freak of nature, but, like, I feel like they need offense. I think my help. and I too. I think the problem was the only problem I had with Simmons. He's a great athlete, right? Yeah. But when he has three different teams, what is he? And one guy goes, he's a safety. Next guy goes, he's a linebacker. Next guy goes, he's an edge rusher. Yeah. And I go, wait, what? Which one is he? Yeah. You know what I mean? That's that. That's hard to project to the next level. If they would have taken Isaiah Simmons, I would not have been mad. Let my, me put that on. My clear, only on concern record. with Isaiah Simmons now, I think he's like leaps and bounds better than Jabril Peppers. Oh my but gosh. I think he's gonna yeah. get that treatment a little bit because you were like, what does Jabril play? I think that's going to be the thing. Exactly. It's like I think he's too good at multiple things, and then NFL you got to be great at one thing. And that was my argument for Okuda, and I think we made that argument pretty well over the past couple months, where we said, "What would you rather have? A guy who's very good at a lot of things, or the guy who is the best at one thing?" Right? Like if you're looking at Okuda, he is the best man-to-man cover corner in this draft. Right? Everybody and their mother has said it. Okay. So if he turns out to be a bust, don't come back at me in a year from now. But you know what I mean? So you look at it and you say, "All right, what is what do we need? We need cover help, right? We yeah. need we need a corner that's going to shut down the side of the field like Slay used to do." Done. Yeah. You know what I mean? I think Simmons too. I think his transition to the NFL is going to be a little harder because they're not going to know what to do with him. Yeah. So I think if you're having to make that transformation and learn three spots yeah. rather than one, that's a tough that's a tough transition. Yeah. Uh, what else you got? Uh, I got the Raiders picking Henry Ruggs at twelve. Shot that he was the first receiver taken. Raiders, Raiders, John the, Raiders the Raiders love speed. Look what they did in their second overall, their second first round pick. That corner, yeah. he was like the eighth best corner. Yeah. I don't understand what the Raiders are doing at all. Honestly, that's a team I'm surprised to take quarterback. I'm too. Quite frankly, do you think that they? Th- I don't think they think Derek Carr is the guy. No. 
like in the I don't slightest. think they, I don't think they found their guy in this draft. I don't I don't and that's and that's that's perfectly reasonable to say that like I'm not gonna reach for I think Eason. like I think Derek Carr is good enough until you find the quarterback that you love in the next two years. Yes, absolutely. Um, absolutely. Next what else I got? have uh the Bucks at thirteen picking Trist, uh Tristan Wirfs is just a good great solid pick. pick. It's great great value too. I think yeah. they moved up. They moved up they, a moved, pick one, they moved up one spot the, uh, the with the Niners, right? The Niners, by the way, getting Trent Williams. Um, yeah. That was the big trade news. Yeah, they, they lost uh, well, Numbnuts. They lost Staley. Yeah. Here's what's crazy about the Niners, though. Tell me, I, I want to talk about them for a hot minute. Did the Niners get better this weekend? Because I don't know, and here's why I say that. You got you got Trent Williams, right? You trade away Brita for nothing, mm-hmm. which, quite frankly, nothing. And you got rid of um, Marquise Goodwin. It's hard because I think they... they they gave away stuff. I think they remain the same yeah. because I think they gave away pieces, yeah. but like replaced them. Yeah. But I don't think they're as good as they're repl- like. Yeah. You look at like Javon Kinlaw, right? Right. You get rid of Forrest Buckner. You get Kinlaw. Kinlaw's really the, good. Kinlaw's really but good. But he's not yeah. Forrest Buckner. Right. For or sure. you look at the wide receiver who they pick at. Uh, um, I don't know who they took. They pick uh, Ayuk or uh, Brandon Ayuk, the guy out of Arizona. Oh, Brandon State. Ayuk. Right. Yeah, Ayuk. Yep. Ayuk. Yep. So you get rid of Emmanuel Sanders. You get him. He's good. Right. But, but then he's not got rid of Goodwin too. I was so I think like you you. Get, or Godwin, you, you, yeah, you get people, then you get rid of guys, and I was like, yeah. maybe they just stayed the same. I don't think they could afford some of these guys. That's, That's why probably they get it, rid of them because Trent Williams comes they're, with a big they're, cap. They're hit. doing better than the Rams because I think the Rams just thought they could eventually afford everyone, and then realized, wow, we can't. Yes, and then they just cut a whole bunch of people. Um, okay, um, so keep going on my list here. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I have a mix. This is a kind of a double hitter. Broncos and Cowboys, 15-17 getting Judy and Lamb. Oh, Shocked that these oh. guys just fell. Can we, uh, the, the Broncos. Middle. Must think Drew Locke's the guy yeah. because and we talked about the, and we talked about Locke a little bit where we didn't really know but obviously John Elway thinks he does because Judy in the first round they got the wide receiver out of Penn State round two they took tight end round three or four yeah. they gave him a weapons. bevy of weapons right a bevy of weapons and you know what good on John Elway because I think this is his best draft in several years yeah. uh, Jerry Judy at fifteen. Is or thir- a, a, I mean, is a steal. Yeah. Oh my gosh! Talk about it, like steal. fantasy wise. If Lock is good, Judy's oh, gonna be a monster. Oh my gosh! Yeah, it's um, gonna be ridiculous. Gonna, and I think the Cowboys too. I hate to say it, but Ceedee Lamb at seventeen. Yeah. I mean, staring you in the face like that. And, it, and here's the thing: that's another team too. I think some people were like, "Wow, they took them. They th- they think they should have taken that uh, Caleb on Chase on the, the outside linebacker." But I'm like, once again, I think it's similar to the Lon- the Lions and DeAndre Swift, where they go. He's the best player on the board. Yeah. And, and like, you're going to pass up CeeDee Lamb? No, you're not. You're not going to do it. You know what I mean? So, um, it's just... Yeah. yeah. I 100% agree with that. I, um, just, I got uh, Seahawks picking next because they're my favorite team. Yeah. Picking Jordan Brooks at 27. I like the pick. I think he's just going to replace KJ uh, in a year because mm-hmm. he plays the exact same I role. Think Bo- and I think at one point he's actually going to take Bobby Wagner's spot. And he might take Bobby Wagner. Uh, uh, as when Bobby team. Wagner retires. Yeah, in like three yes. years or whatever. Yes. However... It, it hit me hard because I was like, Patrick Queen is I know. There. I was just about to say, like, but Patrick Queen was staring, and then Baltimore takes him. Yeah. And you're just like, that, that was my oh. thing. I was like, I think this is the one where you can go back and go, if you missed, yeah. and Patrick Queen's the man of bands, yeah. you go, dang, dang you it. just, right. you really right. should have taken him. What's weird about Seattle, Seattle does, um, they do weird stuff on the draft. They, they are do, not, because, well, here's, the thing, well like, here's what's crazy about them, though, is like, their first round picks never work. Like Never. Penny, Penny's okay. They find you know all I mean? their like, guys in the mid. Yeah, in the weird route, like Jermaine Effetti. 
Okay, yeah. you know, <laughs> like they find like Russell Wilson in the, in the third, third round, Tyler Lockett in the fourth, Chris Carson in the seventh. Like, yeah. like they do all their damage later on, and the right. draft anyway. For sure, for sure. Um, and my last one, I have the Chiefs at thirty-two picking Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, running back at LSU, because I wasn't expecting him to be the first take. Nope, nope. I thought it, Swift. Was the only gonna, I thought Swift I, was going to be the first one yeah. by far. Um, so now in the second round, my first. Well, let's talk about the Packers. We okay. should talk about the Packers. Okay, I have them. I have. Yeah. I have I'm going to talk about them in the third. Because okay, after the third i think that's when i'm like okay what just happened okay so second round yep patriots first pick yeah division kyle, two kyle duger out of lenore rhyme he's University. already an all pro just make him and an he's all already pro. all pro here's what's crazy about this though we make that joke but honestly i really like what they did the next pick when they took uche yeah i have not I, they yet. traded up i tell me i'm wrong right now that uche wouldn't have been the pick the lions top of the third if they don't tra- 100% trade 100 right instead of aquara i i am a hundred percent convinced that Josh Uche was the pick because yeah. I think they traded up to get in front of Miami and us and teams like that where they go, oh yeah, we had him at the Senior Bowl. Patricia loved him. Yeah, definitely thought he was going to be the pick um, for sure. Talking about the next Seattle pick, they take Daryl Taylor, defensive end out of Tennessee. And again, they're like they say that they were going to pick him in the first round with their first round yeah. pick and decided that he was going to be there in the second. I was like, cool, but Epinesa. <laughs> So I'm like, I was sitting there, like, I was, God dang it. I was just like, I was like, I was like, when that pick came up and Epi- I was like, it's gotta be Epinesa. And then they picked him and I went, I trust how, you. How do you think I felt when they, when they took Hawkinson last year? I'm like, at all, we're staring you in the face. Yeah. <laughs> so I just, I hope they pan out, but I'm just like, man, it's just weird. Can we, how my, how my two favorite teams just Can we talk about another team too right. that really killed this draft was Baltimore? Yeah. Baltimore. I was just about to bring them up, picking J.K. Dobbins at oh 23 in the second. Oh my god. You gosh. got Mark Ingram, Lamar Jackson, and JK, JK Dobbins. Dobbins. They with got your, with they Mark got, Andrews. They got Prochet too late. Uh they got uh another wide receiver too that Matabuke. there's another guy too. I think did they get Matabuke too? The defensive lineman? I don't remember. Uh, uh but Baltimore's draft was fan freaking tastic. Yeah, of course. They're I mean, have fifteen pro bowlers. Here's here's the deal though. Lamar's gotta get it done now though. Like if Lamar has a sophomore slump, like Baker had a sophomore slump, yeah. Baltimore's gonna be like, what? No, what just happened? On? Uh, my last one yeah. in the second is actually going to go back a spot. Yeah. Jalen Hurts going to the Eagles. I went, wow. That was just kind of. A lot I think of money to that was, Carson Wentz. That was my second or third like jaw drop of the draft. I went, yep, for sure. Wow. Yeah. But. Sure. Two, two quarterback <laughs> system. Um, in the third round. Because that works in the pros. Yeah. In the third round, I was sad that the Saints took Zach Bond because I was like, man, I thought the Lions would yeah. would get him eventually. Yeah. Yep. Um, and then we're going to hit. The Packers picking thirty, so their first three picks. I'm so happy. We took they took Jordan Love, they mm-hmm. took the running back out of Boston College or or yeah, no, or I think it's Boston, Boston College, College. Yeah. and then at their thirtieth pick in the third round, they pick Josiah Deguara, tight end out of Tennessee. And in my notes, I went, "What is going on?" Drafted no needs and is um, helping the team at all with picks. So far, worst drafts at any team in my opinion. Yeah. No, I... I think it was, like, a visible worst draft, too. Like, it was rough. Like, all the other teams at least picked, like, one or two people. That was like, that makes sense, and maybe your other picks were bad. If you guys got some time, go on YouTube. Look up Pat McAfee's show. He does a great job. He's hilarious. The old old Colts punter. Uh, they have a guy on there. I don't know his actual name, but he's a big Packer fan. And his reaction when they draft Jordan Love, it's like an eight-minute clip. Go and look at it. It's Pat McAfee reacts to Packers drafting Jordan Love or something like that. Go out of your way when you're done listening to the show. Go listen to that. It, it Listen to the whole eight minutes. It's totally worth your time. 
it made me cry laughing. That's yeah. how much it, how funny it was. But uh, let's talk about the Packers. Um, I want to talk about everyone in the division real fast. I was going to say everyone in the division. I think the Vikings killed. Yeah, I thought especially killed. the first couple picks. First, couple, first picks couple picks were sure. awesome. Yeah, they just had um, a lot of picks. Yeah, they just had a lot. So they had yeah. a lot of shots at the dartboard. Yeah. I think the Vikings are by far. They're the team to beat in the North. The team to beat in the North right, right now. Yeah. Um, I think the Bears did fine. I think the Bears. I don't know what the hell the Bears are doing. They have ten tight ends on their roster. I I agree. Cole Kmet at and that. Not I, here's the thing. Best tight end in the draft. Fine, right? Yeah, that's what I mean. But, but you just signed Jimmy Graham too. Jimmy Graham is not good. Let me put it that. But yeah. you paid him nine million dollars a year yeah. with a no trade clause, and then you draft Cole Kmet. I have that same problem with my team later. Yeah. But we'll get to that. Yeah. But I was just like, yeah, the Bears. I just went. I think the Lions had the best draft. In, in two I, days, in the first two days, round three, third day, you can argue. Maybe the first two days, I think the Vikings had a better overall. Yeah, draft. well, they had fifteen freaking picks. I, mean, I think the Vikings Lord. did a very good job, though. I think it's Lions and Vikings. Packers are. It's like it's the Lions and Vikings, Bears, and then like a big drop off from the Packers to me in this draft. Yes. And here's the shocking thing: is when I look at this draft, mm-hmm. if if you weren't a football fan, mm-hmm. it, you would probably think that they were like three and thirteen last mm-hmm. year. And you're trying to find a new quarterback, and mm-hmm. you're trying to fill out your roster more. Mm-hmm. They were thirteen and three, and in the NFC Championship game, mm-hmm. and this is your draft. Not only that they're a fake thirteen and three, in my opinion. Like I don't think I don't well, think and like and, and I, because because, because they played point. so many close games. I, I think there's a little bit of fool's gold there. So I think that once again regression back to the mean. Lions went eleven and five, winning all those close games. Went nine and seven, have eight comebacks. Right regression back to the mean, right? That doesn't happen every year. So I think that you're going to see the Packers lose some of those close games without what they did now, and they did nothing to help themselves in the first two days of this draft. Nothing. And winning the division, you're playing all the division winners now. I think your schedule is going to be tough, and I just think... Yes. I think I think the Packers are going to be in a long haul this season if they don't find a couple more guys in free agency. Yeah, their only hope, low-key, is that... Um, Rodgers is so pissed off that they just he just goes bananas. That's really I think that's what they're that's really like, what they're I, I I wonder if now they can't. There's no way you could be thinking, oh, let's make Aaron Rodgers angry and have him go another no, season. No, 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 like, no. There's no but way. I think it's a even, ca- it's the cause behind it. But here's do you think that he asked for a trade? I would be surprised if I'm Aaron Rodgers. I am livid. We're gonna go to break here in a second, but and we'll continue this draft talk and talk yeah. NBA here in a second. But um, I am livid. If I am Aaron Rodgers, because you have wasted eighty five percent of my prime, yeah, and I got one ring out of it. I haven't been back to the Super Bowl, and you won't give me anything in the deepest wide receiver class in years. And you don't even five rounds and twenty seven picks. You don't even draft one. Yeah, one. You drafted offensive linemen that aren't going to play. You drafted a quarterback that's going to replace my ass. And then you drafted a tight end who may play, maybe. Yeah. Oh man, like I don't feel ba- like Aaron Rodgers. I don't like him, but I feel ba- like holy crap. Like if they did this to Stafford, I would be flipping tables. Like the reaction by Packers fans, I do not think is unwarranted. What's crazy though is that I've seen Packer fans are now saying, "So are they going to trade Rodgers?" Mm-hmm. Or like maybe they're going to trade Rodgers or. Well, Brett or Rodgers is kind of slumping a little bit. Like, it's whatever you can do as like a defense mechanism and fans to talk yourself in to these picks to be like, no, the organization knows what they're doing. I swear. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? It's just a, 
It is absolutely crazy mm-hmm. with what they did. I mean, the biggest story out of the whole draft was that. It was oh, them easily. was them taking him in the first round, trading up, giving up draft capital to get him. And yeah. Wow. Like absolutely crazy. I I hope this is the demise of the Green Bay Packers. I really, 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 really Well here's do. here's the worry for me yeah. for a long term plan yeah. is if Jordan good. Love is good. Yeah. This was all like yeah. the, you're gonna have two three years where it's like maybe yeah. rough, and then they're just gonna be. I think the diff- I think a little bit of difference right here is that. Um, actually, you know what? We're gonna run out of time here, so let, let's do this. Let's go to break, and then we'll okay. talk about that. We'll pick up the conversation here in a second. So, part three, special part three, uh, draft coverage coming up next. Stay tuned. Hey guys, the mouth of Michigan, Robin Deck, and just reminding you once again, we have brand new merchandise. So, if you want to support the show, best way to do it, below the collar.com forward slash I'm always right PC. I'm not gonna get, I'm gonna keep talking your ear off until you go do it. Go buy the shirt, support the show, and let us know when you buy the shirt and tag us at Robin Dyka at Mike Merkel so we can uh, we can share that on our pages as well and uh, hopefully get one of you guys on the show possibly. So if you go buy the shirt, let us know. We'd love to have you uh, as a part of the show for one week. Now here's part three of this week's episode. And welcome back to part three. Man, Mike, we have been like pulling some extra overtime duty the last couple yeah, weeks, yeah. man. But picking back up off our conversation about the Packers here real quick, um, I know a lot of people are making, the, you know, Packers fans like, well, you know, that's what we did with Favre and look how it worked out. But here's a little bit difference, though, okay? And I'm going to throw these out, out at you. Um, number one, you sign Aaron Rodgers to a long-term extension, at least four years, right? Mm-hmm. Um, Brett Favre was not on that kind of deal. Number two, uh, Brett Favre was thinking of retiring at this point in his career. Aaron Rodgers says he wants to play till 40, unfortunately, for the rest of us. Um, Number three, um, Aaron Rodgers could have potentially been the number one pick in in that draft in 2005. Mm-hmm. Right, it was Alex Smith and Aaron Rodgers. Right, yeah. that's kind of where everybody was thinking. You know, and the Niners would be like, "Man, we should take Aaron Rodgers." Um, uh, Jordan Love was the third, fourth mm-hmm. quarterback in this draft class. Right. Um, also, and this is, the, and I can't say this enough, is that you were one game from the Super Bowl mm-hmm. last year. Um, back to the trade argument, though, real quick. If you're Aaron Rodgers. Do you ask for a trade? Like, if you're Aaron Rodgers, do you go get me the hell out of here? Because clearly you're not. You're, and I'm gonna talk about the series we just talked about off air for a second. But you're clearly not in the business of winning like I am right now. I'm 30, yeah. How old Rodgers? Thirty six. Yeah. Is he thirty six? I'm gonna look it up. But give me your thoughts if you're Rodgers. I mean, I would most definitely ask for a trade. I think um, when you've gone this long, I think 36. this is kind of in sense of why Brady left mm-hmm. and didn't stay through his whole career is those last couple years, you kind of realized that they weren't really doing anything to help you. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. yes, you, mm-hmm. like it's a little different because Brady's been making Super Bowls, but at the same time, it's been, oh, but we're not giving you any talent. Mm-hmm. We're just like getting there. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, now that you're just not giving the Packers any talent and you're going, hey, Rogers, we kind of need you for 12 your 12th year now to kind of carry us there. Yeah. And I think I, I mean, again, personally, again, I would be kind of over it at this I'd point. I'd be pissed. But, <laughs> oh my gosh. I mean, looking at his numbers, I don't even understand. Like, even last, even his last couple of years, right? Like, 2016, he's your 40 touchdowns, right? But like, 2018, 25 and 2. 
2019, 26 and four. Like, is he Aaron Rodgers of old? Not necessarily, mm-hmm. right? Like, I don't think he ever throws up a 40 burger again. In you know, no. especially with what you've given him to throw to, clearly not. Um, but he's still so effective. Yes, I mean he's still a top five quarterback in this league, and it's not really close. So, I get it. He's 36. But then why the hell would you sign him to this massive extension mm-hmm. if you didn't want him to be your quarterback for the next four years? Because if he's in it, if if he plays till he's forty as a Packer, Jordan Love hasn't played a snap, and you're in a Garoppolo situation where now I gotta pay a guy because he's gonna leave based off of what we think he can be. Yeah. And you're gonna pay a guy $130 million? Actually, shit, by that point, so, excuse my language, but hell, by the time we're five years down the road, quarterback salaries are gonna be yeah. ridiculous. You know what I mean? Shoot, Stafford could get another extension by that point. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So, like, you look at it and you just go, holy crap, I don't understand what they're doing. And it, I honestly think, tell me what you think on this, that this is kind of a, uh, I don't wanna use that language on the show, but I think this is a power play move by Matt LaFleur a little bit. And I, because everyone says Matt Lafleur was in love, he was not going to let Jordan Love get past him. That's yeah. what that was. What the news was, we're not going to let Jordan Love get past us at wherever we're picking. And I think he was in love with him, and I think he thinks that he can win without Rodgers. And that's a, and that's very true. I think that this is one of the more bold moves I can remember in like the last ten years. Right. Where I think that you believe so hard in this one thing mm-hmm. that if it doesn't work. Mm-hmm. Like, one, the Packers are not going to be the Packers almost ever again mm-hmm. if this doesn't work out. Because if you missed on Jordan Love... It's make me so happy. Yeah, if you <laughs> miss that long, get ready, because the Vikings are going to be That's fine. amazing. Sorry, Kirk Cousins is going to come back to Earth. It's okay. Yeah, um, <laughs> anyway. If, yeah, if, um, if Jordan Love does not work out, then you have to go find another guy. And you won't be bad enough next year to get Trevor Lawrence, and he is... Clear, far and away, probably going to be the best quarterback next year. And and until there's another guy there, you might be in purgatory of a six-win season until you can find another guy if Jordan Love doesn't work out. So I think you're in a really tight spot going this way. If you're the Packers, you go, you invest all that money in the defense, right? It actually worked out a little bit. You know, they had a decent defense last year, uh, especially pass rush-wise. You have Devontae Adams and then a whole bunch of bums and you had the opportunity to draft more than one. Like, you could have boosted up the interior defensive line because you got Kenny Clark and then a whole bunch of nothing, right? Your linebacker play is subpar. Mm-hmm. You didn't do anything in free agency because you didn't have money to do anything in free agency. Rick Wagner, have fun with that as a Detroit Lions fan. Have fun with that. Greg Kirksey's played nine games in two years at, li- at linebacker. Um, yeah. I, I don't know what they I don't know what they're doing. And here's the thing: I think picking Jordan Love would have been fine if you picked wide receivers next. Yeah, like, yeah. No kidding. Like, we would maybe talk, we would still be talking about it, but it'd be like, but they also yeah, gave him help. Yeah, like if you picked like Jordan Love and name any receiver right. that went in the late second or early third round, right. then I go at least you're gonna give that kid. Yep. If you're trying to get rid of Rodgers or whatever the case may be, Devonta Adams and this kid plus Aaron Jones at running back and stuff. But you well, need that's they do. They have Aaron Jones. Aaron Jones has a career year last year, and yeah. they go draft another running back. Yeah. It's not like if Lion if Carryon Johnson ran for 1500 yards last year, I would be fuming that the Lions took DeAndre Swift. But Carryon Johnson didn't play 12 games last year. Yeah. So it's a little bit different, you know. So like, 
I don't understand. Let's continue with your notes, though, so we can get into a little bit of NBA talk at the end of the show. Okay. Um, in the fourth round, because that was all of our third round talk, I guess. Uh, fourth <laughs> round, I got the Dolphins in the fifth overall pick. In the fourth round, picking Solomon Kinley. I thought that was a great grab yeah. for a fourth round. I think he Dolph- was like a big the Dolphins. Game. I didn't like their first round outside of Tua. Not I didn't. Really, I no. didn't really like. I I thought they reached for the offensive tackle because they had to, and I don't. I don't like the corner that they drafted at all. Um, I thought there was better options. Yeah. Um, but the depth in this draft really lended itself to Miami, and I think Miami's going to have a pretty quick turnaround. I'm still am a little concerned about the weapons. I know they have Albert Wilson, but Matt Breedy coming in now is going to help. Um, I don't think Devontae Parker's anything special. I think they needed to grab another weapon, yeah. but I think maybe they can do that still. I don't know, but yeah. um, that's, I think, the biggest thing that they're going to need for Tua, along with offensive line helps. So. Yeah. Uh, I got uh, the Colts in the 16th pick taking Jacob Eason out of Washington. I thought this was great value Mm -hmm. in the fourth round. I think Eason was the fifth best quarterback I didn't love from. I liked Eason. And I think if Eason can sit behind Phillip Rivers and even Jacoby Brissett for two years and then come in, I think he could be a a good player. I think Brissett is going to be a guy that could be on the trade block now. I think he could be. Because I think Rivers is only there one year. No offense. They ain't going to do nothing this year. So... Um, with that being said, I think that if you think Eason is the guy, right, and you were smart about it, you know, Chris Bell is a good GM, um, you know, maybe so. I don't think Eason's going to wind up being their guy. Um, I think he's going to be in the, I think, in the filler role where, like, yes, he, he yes. sits for a year. I think he's the Brissette. I think he's yeah. maybe he's there for a two, year or two until – because they're not going to get the guy next year. I don't think they're going to be bad enough to get a top quarterback and they're not going to capital. Um, so say they miss out after that, I can't tell you who the hell is going to be. The like I think like because out, Phil Rivers can be fine. Yeah, like, do what he he does next year. Yeah. Eason's going to play for like two years. He'll be like a Josh Allen, Sam Darnold efficiency, not that good, but like that efficiency rating where mm-hmm. he's a good player, not anything special, and probably move on from him after that. But I think in the fourth round, if you get yeah, that, no, sure. And plus, if you need a quarterback, that's the difference here. That's the difference between Lions and the Colts. The Colts needed a quarterback. Yeah. They need one. They don't have one right now. Of I mean, they have one for a season. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because Brissett, obviously, they've made the. They've already said that he's not the guy. Yeah. So. Um, and then last round in the last pick in the fourth round, I got the Cowboys taking Tyler Biadza Biadas or whatever yeah. the center from Biedas. Wisconsin. Yep. Um, I'm shocked that he kind of dropped this low. To be honest with you. Yep. I think it's very good value, and since uh, Travis Frederick retired, retired, I think. Cowboys had a nice draft. If not replaced him in a year or two, probably be the starting Co- start. Cowboys had a really, had a really, really, really nice draft. Unfortunately, I said that you know even about their draft the year they they drafted Dak and Jalen Smith. You know, yeah. you looked at his uh, potential alone. You're like, wow, this could be really good. They did a really nice job giving Dak some weapons. I think the problem is is that you once again. Um, I don't know how much you addressed the defense as much as you could have mm-hmm. um, in this draft. I know CD Lamb was too easy to too hard to pass up. Like yeah. I think Weaver went there. I think he went to the. I think he went there uh, to the Cowboys. Who? Curtis, uh, Weaver? Curtis Weaver. No, he went to the Dolphins. He went to the Dolphins. I have him right here. Did they take a nine then? The other defensive end from Utah. Uh, Either way, they, they took two corners. So yeah, I, I thought they drafted a pass rusher too that I really liked, but I could be wrong. Uh, anyway, they had a really nice draft. Um, I do yeah. think though that um, it's them and Philly. All the way, and it's not really close. Yeah. Um, who dropped? Who outside of the Packers? Who dropped the ball in this draft? In your opinion? Oh, I had that written down somewhere. Hold on, <laughs> hold on. I had, I had a team. I think, um, I didn't like what the Raiders did. 
I thought the Raiders really made long. reach after reach after reach after reach, and they went by speed. It's like it's like Al Davis was alive again, and they were just like, "Hey, we're just gonna go and speed, 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 speed." Yeah, it's as long as he's fast. It's all that really matters. Um, I think another team that I I, I didn't really understand, um, you know, what they were. I, I thought Cincinnati had a had a good couple first rounds. You know, um, the Bears. The Bears. Yeah, I I didn't like the, the Bears. The, well, the Bears. Like my thing is. They don't have a lot of the offensive help, and they went defense, 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 like offensive guard, defense, defense yeah. was their draft. And I was like, your defense is stacked. Yeah. yeah. Like, you have all this defensive talent. Like, why'd you go all yeah. defense? Right. For sure. And then for sure. Kind of I didn't really like what the Rams did either. I know they got the replacement for Gurley, you know, which, fine, I guess. Um, I, thought, I thought a lot of teams in the first round reached for cornerbacks and tackles mm-hmm. and you know and it makes you know and i think that's why a guy like deandre swift falls yeah. because i think that there was a lot of teams i think atlanta reached early um for that corner um i don't think aj terrell i think that's what they took right um the, the falcons yeah falcons yeah, yeah right 16. at 16 that's a bit i was high. watching him play against lsu right. i was like man i thought he was like a better really talent, yeah. and he got blown <laughs> away by Justin Jefferson. Right, play after play after play in that right. game. Yeah, for it's sure, rough. for sure. Yeah, I have the Cowboys had a nice draft. I like what the Lions did first couple days, especially. Um, I like Minnesota's draft first couple yeah. days. I think if Seattle's um, if Seattle's picks work out, if they I mean, work out, I think it's great. Yeah. I think I think they kind of went like out of the box. Guys, kind of like, go out of but the, and they always there do. is never. I will never be able to predict a Seattle Seahawks draft. I can't either. Ever. Like, like I was sitting there, I went, oh yeah, so Patrick Queen's the pi- no Jordan no. Brooks, cool, right? Oh uh, okay, AJ Epines. Oh no no no, right. says other guy. <laughs> so I was like, I could never like. I, I stood. I was so excited when they yep. would pick, and I just go, yep. He's probably good, but like, <laughs> what is he? All right. Every single pick. Oh my gosh! All right, that's gonna be enough draft talk. Obviously, as the season progresses. We'll be able to talk more and be able to look back and go, yeah, these are really great yeah, picks. Yeah. Or, wow, these are really terrible. You know, it's it's always fun to speculate um, as a whole. I think the Lions, though, just circling back to them real fast, I think they got better. Um, I'm really looking forward to now, though, Mike, is the second wave of free agency that's coming up here. Yeah. You know what I mean? So that'll be fun. I know Bob Quinn mentioned that in his post, uh, post-draft press conference where he basically said, you know, now it's all right, figuring out mini camps and how, what they're going to do as far as virtual classrooms go. And also... You know, second wave. You know, veteran free agency is still occurring. Yeah. Um, still some guys out there they can go sign. So I think that's going to be something like a Marcel Darius. I think is a name that a lot of people would want. Um, Mike Daniels is still there. I'm on the Everson Griffin train hard. Um, but as far as interior D line, that's that's a couple guys to look at. Um, well, let's talk a little bit of NBA here to close the show. We kind of give everybody enough football to talk about forever. Um, but let's talk a little bit of NBA. You know, facilities are potentially going to be opening up May first. For a lot of NBA teams, I know there's been some speculation about how the NBA is basically thinking about just doing two locations mm-hmm. uh, for playoffs, just like everyone plays at the same location kind of thing. Um, if they do start up May 1st, is that in say they get a little bit of a turnaround time to actually practice and get back into some sort of playing shape? Um, who does that benefit? Uh, do you think that they need to just start in the playoffs right away? And if they do, is that a good thing or a bad thing? Or do you think they need like a week of regular season games to kind of like, okay, there's a little bit of a race at the end? Um. I don't see. Here's the thing. How, I want more how, games for the Pistons to lose. So. 
I, I think how the, the seeding went out outside of Memphis and like New Orleans fighting for the eight seed. Yeah. I think everything was, was kind of locked in. Was kind of the teams were locked in. Yeah, right. I don't think maybe the positioning for everyone was locked in. Yeah. If you gave five more games, all of that probably changes in the in the middle right. five. Yeah. But I think. Every all the teams are locked in mm-hmm. um, outside of those two, so I don't think the regular season would matter that much because I don't think it would have mattered like if this never happened. Right. Um, but who it benefits in the playoffs? If the playoffs started, it would benefit like the Bucks. It would benefit yeah. the younger teams who yeah. like the younger guys who could yeah. like like a Giannis who could just like get in and be like, I need yeah. like two or three weeks and get ready. I don't think teams like the Lakers. Um, would it would help them because they need like a month because they're all older guys. Like they have, Davis is like, what's your problem? Yeah, Rob's problem? like, hold on, I gotta, I gotta like put lotion on and I gotta yeah, like, like, I gotta I got, do some things. Yeah, I, gotta Danny, do some, Danny, I gotta do some stretching. Danny Green sitting there and he's like, man, I've had a lot of yeah. minutes. Can I get a, can I get an IV drip? <laughs> yeah, so I think the older teams would hurt a lot more. Yeah. Um, if if they start playoffs, say they start, say they open up facilities, get two weeks, right? May fifteenth, they do. Like, let's go, let's hurry up and get this done as fast as possible. Um, are the Lakers still the team to beat in your opinion? Yes, and here's why. I think they're because because they. I want to so get you a shirt so bad that just goes yes dot 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 and then all capital letters and here's why, why? exclamation. Do point. I say that that much? <laughs> it's like your it's like your thing. I love it. We continue. Yes, and here's why. Um, I think that the Lakers position themselves in the um, regular season to be in a spot where even yes, if this does if it happens, takes a couple weeks. You're, you're playing yep. Memphis in the first round. Yep, done. You're playing the Jazz in the second round. Done. Wrap it up. Like you have, you have, <laughs> wrap it up. you have like ten or eleven games right there where you're probably going to go yeah. four or five with Memphis, right. probably five with the Jazz, but then yep. you can get into game shape and yes. get ready for the Clippers. Yes. Where the Clippers' first game is Dallas. Ooh, yeah, that's, that's not easy. No. Nope. Then you get Houston right after. Nope. That's a tough one. Yeah, so like, sure. if the Clippers are your second team, that's like, oh, it's Lakers Clippers. Clippers have a lot harder shot to get there yep. with this time off yep. than the Lakers do because Lakers can just are gonna probably go right through. Do you think that this team? I don't. I think this layoff could potentially benefit the Bucks the most. Maybe just because they've been together. I think the longest number one, right? A lot of that core yeah. of that team, right? A couple seasons now mm-hmm. making that run. Um. And two, you know, I, one of the things we're like, if the Bucks don't get it done this year, Giannis could leave. You yeah, know what I mean? Could. So it's like, wrap it up, man. Well, like, get this championship I so think, you, I you think lock the, this stuff I think in. the East, top to bottom, like, the eight yeah. teams might be tougher than the West. It's hard to say, but I do think West the West really balanced it out this year, though, it I does. will say. And, but I think the Bucks are just there, oh and gosh. everyone else is, like, below them to a certain extent. So I 76ers think, in Toronto like to think that they're there, but they're yeah. not there. Boston, Boston is there. Yeah. Outside of Boston, I don't know who's yeah. really there. Um, when you look at it, I'm like, okay, so their first round, they're playing Orlando. I don't like Boston's depth. I, 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 I love Boston's depth. Really? Yeah. I, I don't. I, I just think... I like their eight. Yeah. Outside of right. that, yeah. it's rough. I just, I, for me, I, I look at Boston, I just go, I'm like, like I, I mean, I see, I, see what you're, I see what you're saying, but at the same time, I'm like... Like where's where's the guy that's gonna come out of nowhere? You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I always, yeah, you know what I mean? Guys. Like I feel like there's a guy every year. Like who was the guy from Toronto that came out? That, Pascal Siakam. Yeah, right. Where you're just like, what the? Who the yeah. hell is this dude? You know I, what I mean? I, like, I agree with that. Like, I feel um, like even like the ca- the Cavs run right where you're just like, man, you know, Josh Smith is like, like I think that clutch player. I think the Celtics you know, or, are in a see. They have Tatum. Yeah. The problem with the Celtics is, and we talk about with Michigan. Yeah. It's outside of Tatum. If you right. want to put Tatum in that bowl. 
you don't have the guy it's like okay go get me a bucket right I, Kemba could be Kemba could be yeah. but he's Right. He's not really there right now. Yeah. Jalen uh, uh, Brown is a lockdown perimeter defender, but he's not great on the offensive end. Right. And then you have uh, just two bigs that are bigs, but they're, they're like they're drumming. Bigs. They're, they're just bigs. bigs. <laughs> so outside of T- Jason Tatum, like yeah. you don't have that right. guy. Yep. And like unlike Giannis, who's the guy, you yep. don't have that. In right. For sure. For sure. For sure. Absolutely. But I think it'd be cool just to see the NBA back. That'd be kind of yeah. nice, you know. I would love it if they would do it like a March Madness thing where like twelve o'clock. Like you have all the yeah. West. Just get it through Here, as have, fast have as possible. The West, have the West on on Monday, East on Tuesday. You do one through eight, four through five at one at twelve o'clock, three o'clock, six and nine or something. Just one game, and or are you gonna do a whole series? Well, thing? you're gonna do the whole series. Oh, okay. But, I was like, like, whoa, one game. That'd be cool. Talk about like wow. Well, well, you do like or maybe you do like best of three, but you do yeah. Monday, Wednesday, Friday, yeah. Sunday. You do twelve o'clock same team four or two o'clock. And yep. You just do it all in one yeah. day. Yeah, I would. at the yeah. same place. Talk about ratings. Like the NFL did huge numbers for the draft this year. Yeah, you talk about the NBA comeback just for playoff time. Whew. Yeah. I'd be I'd be locked in. Cause I'd be locked I'm, in. Oh my god. I'm I mean, on, you're I'm, you're I'm already locked in, in, but I wouldn't have been. But I would definitely be if that's all we got. Um, yeah, definitely something interesting to watch. Um, I do think it. You know, I, I if you're you know if you're a Laker fan, you're a Clippers fan. You know, as much as you know, Clippers fans, I think are still right now like, ah, oh, we have plenty of years of this. You don't really. <laughs> I like Clippers have three. Years. Yeah, you got three years two of years. this. You know, two, three years. so and if, the problem with the Lakers is they have this year. Yeah, I, I maybe they maybe can stretch next it next year. You know, a lot of people are expecting Anthony Davis to stay, but I would it's expect not, it's not a guarantee. You know what I mean? Yeah. And you know, LeBron is. 50 so yeah, it's it's 50 it's it's getting up there you know it's it's kind of crazy real quick before we end the show though um thoughts on the michael jordan series just real quick just your initial thought just because we just talked about lebron here yeah just it, real quick. it was really good yeah. um, it was nice to get insight yeah onto that stuff just the one year right isn't it crazy yeah. all the about the backstage all that stuff, crap? Yeah. right it was really fun yeah. um yeah it was really fun to watch <laughs> It yeah, would be I, a little angry. Actually, yeah. I'm not gonna lie, but yeah. that's not anything yeah. that we should get into. Well, what's crazy, right, is that you know you look at it and you know everyone. I think a lot of Jordan fans, I think, kind of got a little more perspective because even Jordan went, you know, Scotty was my guy. You know what I mean? So as, as, as what's crazy, I don't think Scotty Pippen really has ever gotten. And I think him and tonight uh, uh, we're recording this on a Sunday. You guys won't hear this till Monday, obviously. But uh, the episode three and four are going to talk a lot about Dennis Rodman yeah. and, and the bad boys and that kind of stuff, and Rodman really keeping that team together defensively. You know, a lot of people I think forget about how good Dennis Rodman was because of all the antics and the crazy hair and the piercings and everything else like that. But Dennis Rodman is a Hall of Famer for a reason. Yes. I mean, talk about us. Uh, a rebounding defensive machine. Mm-hmm. That's that's what Dennis Rodman was. I liked this first day for like a five second thought. Yeah. That I feel like Jordan fans. It yeah. hurts me as a LeBron fan yeah. because everyone just kind of looks at six for six yeah. and thinks that's all of Jordan's career is six right. for six. I like that they showed like he he was great, but he lost also. Like yeah. everyone loses eventually. Oh yeah, and absolutely. I feel like look like twenty years from now, like they they just like. Right, they're going to do one on LeBron, yeah, for sure. But I think, I think the difference is what this is also going to spur in a little bit is, I I saw a a graphic out there. It's like if if Jordan did what LeBron did as far as going to Miami, right, and it would have been like Jordan bringing in Bird and Magic. 
Like you know what I mean? Which is which is uh, which is I yes, mean but yeah, but yes, yes no. I mean you know what I mean. So that's like kind of the kind of comparison, right? Like Bosch and Wade are both Hall of Fame guys. Yeah, you know what I mean. So it's like you look at it, and so that's that's you're gonna I'm, I'm preparing you especially you. I I don't have a dog in the fight. I I will always like Jordan better. I I don't like. I don't like either one. Let me be clear. I you know I'm a Pistons fan, so they're both the bane of my existence. They both I, ended yeah. my runs as as yes, top teams, did. right? But <laughs> You know what I mean? Just I for whatever reason I just prefer Jordan just because maybe he's the first guy to really do it. You maybe. know, whatever. You know what I mean? That's but right. at the same time, you being a LeBron guy, you're gonna have to deal with that for a long time. So I will. have fun with that. But I just will. something interesting. You know, it's another something else sports related that can take your mind off what's going on here. So hopefully, in the next couple of weeks, guys, we'll be kind of seeing these these COVID nineteen stuff kind of. Relax a little bit. Um, once again, thank you so much for supporting the show. Go buy the shirt below the color.com forward slash I'm always right PC.com. I got the shirt. It looks awesome. I mean, I mean, I look good no matter what. Let's be real. But come on. Yours is fine too. My Where's, ducks. My ducks. Yeah, <laughs> yeah right. Um, but that's going to be it for this week's show, guys. Once again, for the missing whale man, for the missing brain, he's the Merc Zone. I'm the Mouth of Michigan, and we will see you guys, as always, next time. <laughs>